Hi, I'm Grady Carter, a real estate agent and a father of one. Hi, I'm Gabriel Bird, local dentist and father of three. We've been friends for years, and now that I'm a father, we have more in common than ever before. And it's pretty fun to compare notes at our relative stages of fatherhood. And we do not claim to be parenting experts, and nothing we say here is professional advice. But we love talking about this stuff, and hopefully you do too. This is First Kid, Third Kid, and thank Thank you you for for tuning tuning in. in. And don't forget to follow us on all the main social media platforms. Well, we don't tweet, but we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All the handle at first kid, third kid. That's spelled with the numbers. So one ST kid, three RD kid. Go follow us today. Follow us there. Uh, We don't have an email address because I don't want to respond to emails. But you can message us there if you have any show ideas or want to tell us about your experiences with parenting. Or just follow, share it, tell your friends. And uh, download us on wherever you get you normally get your podcasts. It was <clears throat> a thing I saw, and it, they were talking about the it was the most the, the world's most famous people just two hundred years ago, and n- nobody I didn't recognize any of the names on there either. Like nobody actually did of how quickly you actually can and will be forgotten. Yeah. Or maybe it was from a thousand. It was from more periods of time, but you don't go back very far until the people that were some of the most well-known right. notorious people in the world are completely forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little heavy. Well, and, and of course we're recording everything now, but imagine all the noise. I mean, could, Oh yeah. You know, nobody may actually listen to any of them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the idea of, of, you know, what your purpose and meaning is. I mean, I, I think it's important that we realize like we are like, I, I like to picture myself a little bit like a candle wick, mm-hmm. you know, and it's burning right now. It, there's limited supply. Oh yeah. You can either burn or it, it could be blown out, but it's, it is a finite thing. Sure. And I don't know why I like picturing my life like the candle wick. I do. It's a good one. I like it. A candle in the wind. Well, because you can have impact day to day, but really your your net impact in the world around you will probably happen for the time after you pass away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Depending on what you do with the, the time that the, you have here. What's the butterfly effect? Say the, the, the wind blown by the wings of a butterfly. Create a monsoon on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long after the. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder Oof. what all how many waves we've. We've put into motion. Set into motion. Yeah. Or the, which ones we did and didn't realize it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you think about the, like the famous stories of like Vincent Van Gogh was a nobody when he passed. He wasn't famous yeah. until after. Yeah. And I think it was his brother who advocated for his art or curated his art and was part of what made him so famous. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a family member that, that did care about him and had seen and believed in his genius. Hey guys, Gabriel here with a quick correction. It was Vincent Van Gogh's widow, Joe Van Gogh, that brought his artwork to the forefront. Now on with the show. Yep. That took the time to put his artwork into galleries and put them into shows and put them into salons that got it the attention and got the momentum going about it. Right. If you ever get a chance to go to one of Nicole Poole's 
talks because she's yeah. doing some, her dad was an artist, Gail Poole. And she now, he passed away and she now curates his, his art, oh, wow. the body, the whole archive of it. And, uh, if you ever get a chance to go listen to one of her talks about yeah, what her why that. is, is that she wants his legacy to go on and she's going to beat the drum. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, she's an inspirational, inspirational lady. Will you say her name again? Nicole Poole. Nicole Poole. Mm-hmm. P-O-O-L-E. Cool. Yeah. And then the artist is O. Gail Poole. Okay. It was her dad. Okay. Yep. I'm looking that up. Cool. So we're talking about setting boundaries with our kids today. Because right now you got a uh-huh. little claw monster. I, was gonna say, I could probably make my portion of this pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> our boundaries are... There is none. Very much none. Are you... Let me ask you this. You, you traveled recently without... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it feel kind of good to just sleep? <laughs> and not have to wake up in the middle of the night to tend to yeah, a child. Well, and and so I haven't been waking up in the middle of the night a whole lot lately, anyways. And mm-hmm. I've now I've offered um, to Mallory to to wake up and do feedings, and she can keep sleeping. And she hasn't really taken me up on it. I mean, she's she is such a a creature of habit that I think she just wants to keep things rolling until we get to the point where we're sleeping through the night. Great. Uh, which, I mean, it's a funny thing. I, I, you know, there've been a lot of times where I've offered to change diapers or do this or do that. And, and she's given me different answers, but I, one of the answers that she's given me is just that she doesn't want to miss a second. Oh, sure. She just wants to be, she wants to be there the whole time. You talk about another pressure that gets put on the parents yeah. by people with older kids of like, enjoy every moment you're going <laughs> to miss out on this. You're never going to get these moments oh, back man. again. I, I mean, it's true, but also, I I will tell you, <laughs> I don't. I remember all of the stages fondly. Right. I don't miss any of them. <laughs> I, I kids are like I I equate it to smartphones. They just kind of keep better, getting better as right, you go. Right. The next. Yeah. Update, so at thing. first they were very fragile and they couldn't do much. Right. And you dropped right. them and they break. Yes. You can drop your kid. It's fine. <laughs> but um, and then eventually they get more memory. They yeah. get expanded functions. They they start, um, you know, like smartphones kept getting better and better and better. Then they, they had voice control. They could start talking to you and you could oh, talk yeah. to them. That was a um, revelation. They start. They used to have uh, an app for that. Yeah. So as the babies go, yeah, you get these upgrades as you go. Mm-hmm. There's like, and they have, they have glitches when they first roll out. So the walking yeah. is an upgrade that's about to happen to mm-hmm. your kid. But then there's the falling glitch. Yes. And then there's the rebaby proofing your house. Yeah, that's exactly that what we're talking you about. You have right to now. update that operating mm-hmm. system. But then it all works really well. Yes. Then the kids get the self-feeding upgrade. Right. A lot of glitches there. A lot of <laughs> bowls that get turned over and a lot of like stained, messed up, messy food plates. Yeah. And, um, but then they get better and better and eventually they start making their own food. <laughs> and, 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 uh, the, the, the biggest upgrade I think is the potty training is oh, that they yeah. start self, self <laughs> maintaining on that. <laughs> you go long enough, they get autonomous, they start self-driving and eventually they start earning their own money and become fully autonomous. And then there you go. So that's my, <laughs> that's my kids are smartphones, but I, I loved every stage, like the newborns when I could carry them in my little carrier. They yeah. were so sweet. And then, but man, I don't, I don't actually want to go back to any of yeah. them. I don't miss them that much. I remember them fondly, but I do not miss them. Sure. Once you get, that's, I, I say it all the time. Our 12 year old is my favorite kid to hang out with because 
like, she and I do stuff. We go to Thunder Games together. We snow ski together. Yeah. We play baseball. We climb trees. You know, the little kids, they go to the park and slide down slides, and they're, they're creating. I appreciate all that time, but they just, man, they just keep getting better it's a lot and more. better and better. But I think yeah. you can take that analogy of kids are smartphones mm-hmm. to, I think you can take that a, a, a very long distance. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, the things you say, even when you don't think it's online. <laughs> it's listening. It's listening. <laughs> yep. And it's going to come out somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it's modifying its behaviors based on your behaviors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It'll wake you up. Totally. Alarm. It's <laughs> well, to bring it back to uh, what this podcast is about, which is the book Outliers. Uh, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> which but, is Malcolm Gladwell's second best book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. So there, there's a part where he talks, uh, they talk about... Um, uh, age uh, platoon, uh, platoons are red shirting basically. So, like for schools, like how a lot of people started their kids later in school, and um, it, that came about in part because of this book. There was a movement because of it. Uh, there was a guy sitting at a hockey game in Canada, mm-hmm. and he was looking at the roster, and he noticed um, the birthdays were January, January February, January, yeah. March, January. It was like all very front loaded at the beginning of the year. And they look into it. Well, the cutoff for Little League hockey was December 31st and January 1st. And so all of the, you know, the kids who made it were older. Yeah. They all get, the January mm-hmm. babies were almost a year older than all the December yeah. babies. And, and so what they noticed or what they kind of, the conclusion they came up with from all of this was, well, they got more attention mm-hmm. from their coaches and the people who were mentoring them. It just like you're saying, like it's, oh, it's easier to connect with the older kid because they're more interested, they're mm-hmm. more capable, they're more, it's the same kind of thing. So, you know, the idea of, uh, I mean, if you've got multiple kids, I can imagine that being, because my dad definitely connected with, uh, well, both of my older sisters, but, you know, oldest sister, I mean, first, because she was ready to play sports and oh, she sure. was doing, you know. And that was his arena. That was his arena. Yeah, he was he, like, all right. Yeah. He, it, to him, like he was competitive and he liked the idea of performing and, mm-hmm. and like, Oh, well, did, did you, you know, did you score anything? Goal? I mean, like he wasn't as if he wasn't there, but like, did, did you, did you win the spelling bee or whatever? You know, he sure. was, he wanted it to know. And so he would give uh, something that had competition and special attention. You yeah. know, not, not a, as if that was the only thing he was about, but no. Oh, and then your sisters had a couple of your jump start on you. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's not a right or wrong. It's just yeah. When the as way they some were of these dynamics actually playing sports go. more competitively, I was still making flower necklaces in the outfield. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> that is a true story. Oh, I know. I remember <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> so that's um, so no boundaries then with this baby. Yeah, at this always point, attached to you in one way or another. Right? How's, how's the living room right now? Is it just full of baby toys? You would be surprised. It's not too bad. Good. Um, I mean, that's mostly Mallory. Mallory mm-hmm. is such a tidy person of all. That is a, you know, she is is structured in her life, but tidy Good. is a big word there. And so she keeps things in order um, for sure. So, I mean, and, and there aren't that many toys. I mean, we have our little play mat thing that has a little arch over it. And, yeah. And, and things that dangle down and, and Nora can grab them and, and, and make squishy sounds and crinkling sounds and and I mean, so that goes around and, and then there are a couple like little balls or whatever that she can kind of play with or, um, but so for the most part, we're not at a, at a real messy phase, but we know it's coming. Sure. You know, we have other nieces and, and a nephew and 
we we can see where we're headed. So one of my favorite as as the baby upgrades go is being able to move more of the kid infrastructure into their rooms yeah. or up you know upstairs where the playroom is. Right. And I every time we reclaim another part of our living room, like at this point we've got it all back. Yeah. But for a while there there was we had the pack and play out here. We had the bouncer chair and the swing and the it was all very devoted to having little small babies, but as they get big enough to go walk upstairs and downstairs on their own and and can play out of sight without you being worried they're going to choke on a little piece of plastic or something right i it feels so good when we reclaim a little part and <laughs> of little piece. they're welcome in here we watch tv and movies yes. together we all cook together we all hang out in the kitchen together but it's not full of kids toys anymore when you have a playroom we do yeah which that seems very clutch right now because it's, our house is very i mean so we have it's a it's a three two mm-hmm. with a ton of living space a very yeah. open floor plan which we love Lovely house, yeah. And with a, with a kid, uh, where does all the kid stuff go? Right. That's something that we're working <laughs> in the middle of the living room. In the middle of the living room. So, uh, if we, we we've talked about needing to sometime in the next, you know, four or five years, add on a a playroom somehow. Sure. So yeah, I'm I devote know. that kind of space. Uh, it's it's very handy. A lot of times, especially the littles still want to be hang out here with us so my move is i'll go up to the playroom and just start playing with a little train set yeah. and then, then they get into it and then i can kind of you know <laughs> usually i'll end up hanging out there for a while with them i love it but it's very nice to be able to send them up there whenever we're needing <laughs> yeah honestly i feel like that is a conversation that that goes that, that i haven't heard people talk about enough which is it is do you have a second living room yeah, oh, like yeah. if you have kids do you have a second living room mm-hmm. or a playroom it feels like that is so clutch. Well, and I'll tell you the other part that I like about having it is that most of the time that room's pretty messy. Yeah. We've got the store toy bins and we go in and we tidy up, but it's not as neat and tidy as the rest of the house. But yeah. it's also a it space off. that's devoted to being messy. So yes. they can just have it. They yeah. can have it and enjoy it. And there's not the pressure of, oh, uh, you left the Legos out down here and I stepped on them or anything <laughs> like that. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, when, when we have people out looking at houses, that is a thing that has become more and more apparent to me. If they have multiple kids having oh, a second living room. You're looking for it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want it. You didn't think about that before. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think yeah. too hard about it. I was like, oh, you know, they'll put it in their room. Look at this house. It's great. Yeah. But I mean, now, now that I know, I know. Cool. Oh, you're so much better at your job now. I'm so much better at my job. <laughs> so this one may not be as relevant to you either, but like snacks and food. Yeah. Like you're, this was another boundary that I ended up putting up with the kids. Usually I share. And of course I mm-hmm. finish off whatever they don't mm-hmm. eat. But the, um, I had, we got a thing of Ferro Rocher chocolates a few years ago. And yes. all of a sudden that's all my, um, 12 year old wanted to eat. <laughs> so it was the first time I was like, no. Oh yeah. These are mine. <laughs> you can't have any of them. Like I got some for her eventually. Right. But I was like, no. Was what, they were given to me as a gift. They are mine. Yeah, I do not want you, you to You have yeah. a whole bowl full of your Halloween candy that's still there. We have a <laughs> we have a candy bowl that never gets fully empty because yep. the Halloween candy rolls into all the Christmas candy that oh. rolls into all the Valentine's candy mm-hmm. that's about to it's getting low, but we're about to have Easter candy. Exactly. There's candy year round yeah. being supplied to our kids. That's funny. Like, These are mine. Get away from them. <laughs> Do you hide them? No, no, no. They're out. 
But just don't take them. Don't take them. <laughs> this is the test. Like, <laughs> we we set the kids up for success, but those I was not. I yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's funny. Well, and so so Nora did try her first um, food yesterday, which was a was oh, a yeah. mashed up avocado. Great. She, did she like it? Um, you know, she it was more of an experience. She didn't like freak out and hate it. Yeah. But she kind of played with it in her mouth, and she's like, "Hmm, yeah. this is different." Um, Kids are bad at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> was not good at eating that. Yeah. No question. Um, but so, I'm not sure how long it's going to be until she wants my candy. But it's definitely not right away. Mm-hmm. But uh, get what, ready for it. What about what about other boundaries? What, what about like bedtime? How does that work? If, if they get out of bed, do so, they get in trouble? No. Now, luckily, we haven't had anybody really challenge it, but and we have had a couple of these where they'll get up in the middle of the night, and it's not because they're sick or anything, but yeah. so far, I've just been able to... Me again, dropping in on the show with a code candy cane. Grady and I, in the next few minutes, are going to talk about the holidays and Christmas morning. There are no major spoilers, but if you are listening with a younger viewer or your kids, you may want to pre-screen the next couple of minutes. To We actually... So, Christmas morning... We had a false, a false start where the youngest came and like knocked on our door and she was like, can we open it? And she had already gotten her sister and her brother up. It was still only like two in the morning. (laughs) So I was like, it is too early. You all have to go back to bed. Yeah. And they did. So they didn't put up the fight or the fuss. So every now and then we'll have one. But they're really good about their, their bedtimes and staying in their rooms. And That's great. We we did sleep. We did not do much co-sleeping. Mm-hmm. I was big about not co-sleeping. I didn't want to yeah. be stuck with a kid in our bed by the time we didn't want one. Right. I say this. I also, for a while there, took this as an opportunity to take naps where I would nap with them. I'd just get them in there and yeah. put, put a, like Finding Nemo, which is kind of a quite swishy movie. And uh, I would I would co-nap with them, but we never co-slept. And yeah. we were really, I mean, I was big on sleep training. So all of our kids, not to brag, were sleeping through the night by about six months old. That's great. Now, sleeping through the night is about a 10 p.m. to a 4 a.m. Yeah. But it is a one solid block we're kind of, of flirting with that. us. Yeah. Was she getting up once a night, twice a night now? And so she was getting to where she was sleeping pretty much through the night. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, once or whatever. And, and now... We had a little regression, and so like she's gotten back to where it seems like it's about like two in the morning and maybe six in the morning. Okay, that's uh, not just too bad. Most currently, yeah. but she's getting back to where I mean she goes to bed. We start her bedtime routine around like six, fifteen, six thirty. Mm-hmm. She's in bed, you know, she's sleeping by seven something, sub oh, seven awesome. o'clock. And so then, yeah, she's she's getting good sleep. And then I hope you're going straight to bed at seven o'clock too. You know, I should, I should probably try that. I'm not. <laughs> just, just do it i know <laughs> i uh so we had a bit of a problem with so at first our two youngest were we had them in the same room in cribs oh yeah and george our our boy who is the wrecking ball who was the <laughs> innovator he figured out how to get out of the crib first really so he there was a couple because so we did some cry it out uh-huh. And and that was our what we subscribed to. Yep. And that got us to where they were sleeping through the night very early. But he almost as soon as he could pull up on his crib, he would just he wasn't afraid of the fall. So I remember this one night we hear the clunk 
And I go upstairs and he's in the middle of the floor in the room, just like crawling around trying to, we had the little child door oh knob blockers, gosh. but uh, he's like messing with that. I'm like, you have to go back to bed. <laughs> well, his older sister, who's a year older. Yeah. Learned how to get out of the crib watching him do it. Oh my God. He innovated it. And then they would both get out. Oh my God. So we eventually, we took the sides of the cribs off so that they wouldn't fall all the way to the ground. Right. Had a lot of like coaching and dialogue about staying in bed, tucking in, staying in bed, at least stay in the room. We, we got them moved out to different rooms pretty quickly because she was pretty close to ready for a big kid bed anyway. Yes. So we got them split into some different rooms and then got him into a big kid bed. But we did have a little period of time where they were escape artisting <laughs> and like pole vaulting out over the edge of the thing. And you, you have those moments of like, what do you do? Especially yeah. when the kid's that young and doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to realize. Sure. So, well, and so for our bunch, um, my sister, my oldest sister, Carrick, her first is three, mm-hmm. and she has more energy than any kid I've, I've ever met. And she has parties in the middle of the night. Oh, no. And, yeah, and so she'll wake up at two in the morning and be awake till, you know, four or five. I mean, you know, yeah. and, she, and she's not upset. She just wants to hang out, just wants to party. Yeah. We, so fortunately, we've had I'm a, nervous of that happening, a little yes. bit of that. A few things that worked uh, was staying on that sleep routine, of course, if they're sick, you get them the medicine or yeah. you just kind of get them back to bed pretty quickly. A product that I learned about after we were fully sleep routined in <clears throat> was recommended by the Dumb Dads podcast. They were talking about it, which is yeah. a podcast I like to listen to. Yeah, shout out. And I don't remember the name of a light, but it was a night light that's an LED that changes color. Oh. And you can program what time it turns to what color. Just so say it's time to get up. Or They had it where it would was like a red Mm-hmm. dim light from bedtime to when it was like five, six AM when they couldn't get up. So if they woke up in the middle of the night and it was still red, that meant mm-hmm. go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. But they had it set to where it would turn green at six in the morning. So if you wake yeah. up and you see the green, that means day's ready to start. Come on downstairs. Yeah. So um, Mallory's brother, um, I remember them talking about, about this and uh, I think they got the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll probably do something like that. Sounds great. I, if I had it to do again, I'd probably get one of those. That sounds like it was great. Totally. But I, we were very fortunate that our kids were pretty, pretty on board. They seem to like sleeping as much as we do. So <laughs> they still, and I've got them down. We've got it down now where <clears throat> the bedtime routine is we go to bed. I'll preload a couple of milk bottle or little mm-hmm. sippy cups with milk in the fridge on the lowest door uh, shelf that they can reach so themselves. they can open it up and get it they can open up and get it yeah and then uh, so they're under the orders now of when they get up to not come knock on our door it's your milk's in the fridge you can play on your ipads till we get up no way so yeah we're, we're getting to like sleep till seven in the morning on the weekends now nice. sometimes. so I what know. time are they waking up they usually get up around six yeah so that's our their and that's their during the week routine yeah. I get up at four. I go do my hour of solitude, and then I start my day. Wait, you get up what time? Four. Well, the, that, okay, the alarm goes off at four. Wow. And then the hour, I know one other person who who does that. I love it. The hour of solitude happens between five and six, and six yeah. o'clock is when we start rattling the kids up and getting everybody else right. going. I started doing this when I was in school. Actually, I would I'd be in school all day. And then I'd have to try and go study. And it was just miserable because I was already tired. Yeah. Trying to stay up late and study. So what I started doing was just going to bed whenever I felt sleepy, which sometimes was like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. But I'd get up at 3 or 4 in the morning and I'd study in the mornings. 
instead of trying to study it. And so Good for you. You, you come off of a fresh night's sleep, you can study, and then you take that into your school day. College me could have used this advice. Hmm? Oh, yeah. You know. So I, I would then, instead of working out in the mornings, I'd work out in the evenings. Great way to unwind at the end of the day. The other nice thing about it was, especially if you had a test or an exam, is if you'd study right before it, you'd go into it with your short-term memory loaded up with information. And that was usually worth about one or two questions on each of those tests. Yeah, so that's great. Get up early. And um, now I still get up early, but I, I work out in the mornings now because I don't, mm -hmm. I'm done with school. I'm never yeah. going back. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. But I still, I, I am an early riser. So, 4 a.m., the kids always get up around six. And then, but they, even on the weekends, then their natural clock is to get up about that early. So, so. so what time you, how many, how many hours of sleep you get a night? Let me look at my app and see. Ooh. I'm getting like seven to eight a night. Nice. Because yeah, we go to bed at also oh, 9 30. Sure. 10, yeah. What was that? Uh, six? Six? Six to eight and nine. Six to eight, yeah. sure. Because I'm usually in bed by nine, nine thirty. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and, and the more we get into this, the more that I, you know, in, into being parents, the more that, like, going to bed early and waking up early becomes more and more attractive. Sure. How are you doing on your daily routines? Are we the Grady's grab bag of daily tasks, or are we are we on it? <laughs> um, it it's, it's a bit of a mix. Okay. But we have our routines, particularly nighttime routines that we put the baby through. So that has helped me to become a little bit more routine because, you know, before this. It puts you on that routine too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, you know, okay, well, if we're going to do this, then we got to do that. Well, here's a funny thing that we kind of figured out for me psychologically is once I get home from, you know, a long day or working or whatever else, if I lay down, if, mm -hmm. I, if I get comfortable, I'm, I'm toast. Like I'm, you're I'm, out. I'm out. That's it. The rest of it. I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'll be up for however long, but like I am not likely to get up and, and exercise or shower or do the things that will help me have a, a successful evening and thus a, a successful next morning. Oh, sure. And so when I get home, the best thing for me to do is to walk straight to the bathroom and take a shower. Great. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my business coach from like a year and a half ago is the one who, who pointed this out and it's like, this is where you're getting stuck. Let's, let's do something. Let's, let's change it up. Yeah. And, and I started, you know, when I'd walk in, I'd set my computer bag down and just walk straight to the bathroom, take a shower. And I had, a, I would have started having a fantastic evening. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Next morning. Fully reset. Yeah. One of my, one of my things, this is uh, picked up from Oprah Winfrey. I've heard of her. Winfrey show. Yeah. And one of her, it was her, an episode of like life protests. I actually <clears throat> hung out with, with Stedman. Stop it. Mr. Oprah. Did you really? I did. He came to Stillwater. Oh, that's fantastic. And when I was in school and this is like 20, 2000, uh, 2006 or seven. Mm -hmm. And like he, he was speaking to a small room of people, like 15 people. Yeah. And he was eating oh, cool. lunch by himself before that. And I just went up and was like, Hey, so you're uh Stedman. Stedman. He's like, I am. And we became buddies. Oh, that's awesome. And I have a picture where somebody took a picture and his head's cut off in the picture. <sighs> <laughs> Never print it. Anyway. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Very yeah. Cool. Well, her, the advice that stuck with me on that one was, is the first thing I do when I get home is change. Yep. I won't even put groceries away. I will put all my stuff down. I will go and change and do around the house clothes. Mm -hmm. You take off your work clothes and you're just transitioning into your evening. Yes. It's like and making I, your bed. I do it. Yeah. So. You know, like the mental change that comes with small physical activities. Sure. Uh, you know, you make your bed to 
tell yourself, you know, I, I did that. I accomplished it. I, I've started my day successfully. What is that? That's a, there's a Ted talk and he's a uh, mm-hmm. high military brass. Right. And I'll try to find a link and put it in our description, but sure. he, the value of making your bed first thing in the morning, yeah. cause then you will have already accomplished something. Exactly. Well, that's part of my get up early thing is the worst. I re- this is another thing I, why I started doing it in school. The worst was when I'd wake up to my alarm and have to scramble to class. Oh yeah. So I like having me every day. done something in my day already before I get to my work day mm-hmm. or even the family day. So it's like, go oh, and I just do my thing, which is exercise or walk the dog. I love it. We, our neighborhood backs up to a golf course, so I'll take the dogs out onto the golf course before yeah. the sun rises and let them off the leash a little oh, bit, man, and then we'll walk great. around back there and love it. And and I count that as I'm old. I'm at an age now where I count that as my exercise too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but sure, some good steps. We walk. Yeah, when just getting your body loosened up and just kind of you know, yeah, blood pumping just a little bit. Uh, what a nightmare to wake up and immediately just go straight to work. Oh man. Yes. I've, I've, I did that in school. Mm-hmm. I did that for several years Miserable in work and it, it is, you know, I, I would just be like, Oh, I need to, I need every bit of sleep I can get. I'm going to sleep until the last second. Yeah. And then you run into it confused and feeling bad. It's just so not the way to go. It's not a way to live. No. And that's it. That's, that's time. It? Yeah. I loved it. I loved it too. We love you guys. So good to see you, Grady. So good to see you, buddy. I'm in. Bye. And if you have any feedback or ideas for the podcast, we would love your feedback. And you can hit us up on several social media platforms. Yep. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. All three of those, the handle is at first kid, third kid. That's spelled with the numbers one S T kid, three R D kid.